Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We're so grateful with, that you're with us this morning where we do get to talk about him who is all things beautiful, capital B. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Brad Gray. I'm joined by... And I'm Janine Bitson, and we're just really grateful that you're here this morning. You know, it is it is going to be a difficult show. Yeah. Uh, it will be. Uh, there's a lot of tough stuff out there, but it's very important for every parent, grandparent uh, person out there to stay tuned. And with with all things, we begin... In prayer. Yes. So in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, Almighty Father, you are so good to us, and yet we fall. But you're so merciful and always welcome us back. Please help us today to really understand the greatest gift we have is being children of God. You, our Father, and Jesus Christ, our, our brother. Please help us to just help the children. Uh, that's our greatest gift and responsibility, and we want to do that well. So through your name, our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace. The, the Lord, Lord is, is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And, and I just want to follow Mary, Mother of God. Please help us to be good mothers, to be good fathers, and to raise our children in the faith. Amen. Amen. Name Father, of Father, Son, Son Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, for being with us this morning. Uh, the voice you heard praying along with us was Dr. Michelle Cortella. She's the executive director of the American College of Pediatricians. Good morning to you, Dr. Cortella. Good morning. Thank you for having me back. Well, thank you for being on with us. It's just a treat to have this conversation with you. Well, I, it's a treat to have the conversation with you. It's yes. not a treat what the conversation is well, about. No, but it is, <laughs> but it it is, is good so, to have, have voices so of sanity important. that can Absolutely. speak into this. Absolutely. Absolutely. As Brad and I talk over each other, we just are excited that you're going to help give us some guidance and clarity and how we can um, better... Uh, be stewards of the graces God has, has blessed us with, and uh, also the gifts, which are our children. Uh, they are so valuable and so important, and yet our society uses them as a commodity or uh, just not always in the best way. Right, right. And so, so thank you so much for being with us to help bring some clarity on some very difficult issues, especially surrounding the gender issue. Right. Dr. Cortella, we get, this is our third time we get to speak with you. Uh, we had you on, on April 30th and May 21st, so if people want to go back and check out those podcasts, we're, we're addressing the really vexing topic of gender dysphoria. But before we go into that, why don't you just recap who you are, and then we'll kind of hit that topic. Sure. So um, I am a, a, a pediatrician, Dr. Michelle Cortella, the um, full-time executive director of the American College of Pediatricians. Um, so I, I was in clinical pediatric practice for um, for 15 years and then went full-time as executive director 
of the only pro-life, pro-family uh, national organization of pediatricians uh, we have. Um, so I, I am kept busy. Um, the topic of gender dysphoria. Now, gender dysphoria refers to children and adults who are, um, they have a psychological um, disconnect with their body. They, they feel and or uh, believe that they are not their biological sex. Um, now, prior to the um, explosion of the transgender movement, um, you were talking a fraction of, like, less than 0.01% of, of kids would ever pr- present with this. Mm-hmm. But um, with the explosion of the adult transgender rights movement that spilled over into children, where in which we, we now have preschools and public libraries and every TV show, you know, from, from Sesame Street onto the Marvel superheroes, promoting the lie that you could be trapped in the wrong body, our kids are basically being, um, you know, this is, it's, they're being brainwashed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's psychological abuse, brainwashing, conditioning, propaganda, and they're being brainwashed into an identity crisis, um, particularly the teenagers who suddenly, uh, we hear from teens who, um, they had a, a very normal, uneventful childhood until maybe age 12, 13. Um, there might be a, a, a crisis in the family like a divorce or, um, or an episode of bullying, and all of a sudden the 12 or 13-year-old uh, comes home to mom and dad and says, Hey, I'm, I, I'm, really, a, I'm really just I'm trapped in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. Um, so... A lot of this is uh, what's been called social contagion. Just think of it as brainwashing, triggering an identity crisis. Um, the kids really are suffering in some cases. Uh, you know, without all of the propaganda of the transgender movement, many of these uh, preteens or teenagers would be diagnosed with severe depression, severe anxiety. Um, maybe even eating disorders or um, attention deficit or, or uh, autism spectrum, and they would be treated for those underlying, those primary disorders, and do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what we are being faced with in, in a nutshell. And it is, uh, it, it's becoming increasingly more um forceful in terms of the promotion of this. It's not merely like, this is a good option. It's almost like, this is option A <laughs> in some right. ways, the way that it's, it's being presented in our culture, right? Right. And and just what I'd like to get out there for for folks who think, well, you know, I just want to go along to get along. I won't really, I don't really believe in it, but I'm not going to get all, you know, too excited about this issue. You have to understand no child is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even if you're if you're homeschooling, um, you do need to make your children aware. You know, at some point, but certainly in the, by the time they get to teen years, you have to teach your children to be confident in their own bodies. You have to teach them the true science that sex is established at fertilization and does not change for the rest of your life. 
But at some point in those teen years, you know, approaching teen years, they're not going to be just living under your, your own roof. Mm-hmm. You have to educate them about the lies that are out there. And if you don't, it, they very easily could become ensmeared. And that means when you, when you get caught up, when the kids get caught up in the lie that they could be trapped in the wrong body, they end up being referred to pediatricians and um, gender clinics that will put them on toxic drugs like right. puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones so that they can look the part of the opposite sex. Right. Dr. Quintella, when we were on uh, one of the last couple times, you talked a little bit about the, how the, the normal, very natural child development of coming to understand a difference between male and female, men and women, ages you know, three, five, and seven. Seven, really, it's not until age seven you had said that changing clothes doesn't change sex. That's, that, that's when they start to kind of right. get that for idea. For a lot of kids. Right. For, for a lot of kids, they're easily, you know, under age seven, they have that magical thinking and they could easily believe, oh, you know, I just changed my clothes and I changed my sex. Mm-hmm. Um, correct. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, for, for adolescents, you know, this is a time where the hormones are going crazy. Kids are trying to find out who they are. There's a big aspect of, of, you know, I learning my identity, right. In terms of my exactly. social, that's their job. That is their, their psychological job. The psychological job of a teenager is to figure out their identity, who they are. Um, Eric Erickson, the great, one of the founding psychological fathers, uh, called it, it was, it, adolescence is the period of um, identification versus role confusion. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so our current culture is um, exploiting our teens. It's exploiting their um, weakness, if you will. Yeah, mm. and, and not just exploiting, but, you know, there's a lot of... You know, even in the abortion issue where, you know, they don't allow the parents to know, you know, it's like... That is correct. Yeah. The same thing goes on here. Schools across the country, uh, from the time of the Obama administration, he came out with his so-called Dear Colleague letter to, to the nation's superintendents, and essentially, with no, no legal right to do this, but Obama did it anyway told the superintendents they would risk losing federal funding for their schools unless they treated gender identity in students the same way they treat biological sex. Mm. And what this means, because it's still down, just as schools are not required to tell parents anything about um, their children's sexual health, quote-unquote, in school, in schools, uh, uh, school staff across the country are uh, believe that they are not allowed to tell parents if their child is struggling with their gender identity unless the child gives them permission. Mm-hmm. The and- school teacher, and, and recently there was a school teacher in, um, in Massachusetts who was told by her principal, you know, hey, Department of Education, uh, says we can't talk to parents unless the child okays it. The school teacher knew this was insane and, and wrong, mm-hmm. so the school teacher contacted the parents, alerted them to their daughter, and I think the daughter was in middle school, mm-hmm. alerted them to their daughter's uh, confusion. That teacher was fired. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 We are in a very, you know, we're living in, in, in very um, 
upside down, dangerous times. Uh, now, the, the family is suing the school system, and I mean, maybe, you know, we can hope and pray that things are corrected legally, but, um, mm-hmm. but, but the onus is on parents to really um, be ever more vigilant uh, toward their children, um, yeah. what's going on in, in, their, in their lives, their, their schools, their friends. Yeah. So, so Dr. Cortella, um, mm. you know, with this whole gender ideology, you know, the parents being not informed and so forth, can we inform our parents and grandparents and listeners out there what happens, you know, behind the scenes? What are they advising that student to go right. through or do? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so... So both at, within schools, counselors, um, or pediatrician offices, uh, they're, they're telling if a child confides that they think they're the wrong sex, um, they are being encouraged to pursue getting puberty-blocking drugs. Um, so if, you, if a child is uh, between the ages between the ages of 8 and 13, they're um, and confused about their sex. Um, the party line is that, oh, they need to be put on puberty blockers. Puberty blockers arrest your, the child's sexual development, but that's not all. So, so if we're talking about a girl, sure, her breasts won't develop, but that's not all. She will not. She will have permanent bone loss. Hmm. Her her brain development, the the bone, the, the permanent bone loss, and um, the uh, restricted uh, height is true of both boys and girls given puberty blockers. Um, puberty blockers also prevent the normal sexual maturation of the brain. Mm-hmm. Sex hormones organize are responsible for brain development and the organization of the brain. With puberty blockers, that is arrested. The, um, the mainstream, you know, these, these so-called gender experts say, oh, but if the child comes off the puberty blockers, it just reverses. Well, hold on. It's not true because we don't have a time machine. Mm-hmm. If I take an eight, you know, if I take an eight-year-old who stays on these puberty blockers until age 13, that's five years of normal development that they can't get back. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like a computer where if you get right. the glitch taken care of, all the information can be downloaded at once, right? Right, exactly. That's five years of Oof. normal development, normal physical, right. mental, emotional, mm-hmm. social development that that child has lost and can never get back. So that's why puberty blockers are so dangerous. Now, what's worse is that, of course, they block sexual development. That means they, they arrest the development of the ovaries and eggs in girls. They arrest the development of, tes- of the testes and sperm in boys. If these children, and the vast majority of children who are put on puberty blockers, not surprisingly, do go on to believe they really are transgender. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they're 13, 
between 13 and 16, they they want to be put on the cross-sex hormones. Right, right. That combination, the combination of the puberty blockers and the cross-sex hormones leads to permanent sterility. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awful. Dr. So Cotello, we are, we are we, sterilizing our children. Yeah. yeah. And we, this is, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because it is, uh, the stakes are very high. Um, we do have to right. take a quick break here, yep. but let's, let's come back and go into this more on the other side of this, uh, this next break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We've got inspirational and uplifting stories, but sometimes we deal with really important and uh, penetrating issues that we have right now, such as the gender dysphoria, gender ideology uh, thing that's going on in our world right now. And we're talking with right now with Dr. Michelle Cortella, the executive director of the American College of Pediatricians about this question, especially as it relates to our children. Um, Dr. Cotella, this is, I know we talked before uh, in one of the previous interviews, you said how the trans belief in kids has increased over 4,000% in the last 10 years. Um, there's, there's something that is not natural in many ways. It's, it's a part of a, an agenda, propaganda that, um, that people are buying into, that kids are buying into, and we as parents are having a lot of our authority to speak into that stripped away from us. 
Um, I, I had heard a story, and forgive me, I'm not great with details here, um, but perhaps mm-hmm. you'll be familiar with this. There was a story of, of a man whose daughter, and I don't know if she was a high schooler, I believe so, uh, she had been admitted to a, a clinic for um, gender dysphoria. And, um, and he had, had heard about this, and so he went to, to go check on her. And I don't, it might have been in New York. It was in a state where it was very, very uh, friendly to such things. And, uh, and so he had to, when he went and met with the, the heads of the facility, they had said how, you know, she needs to get this treatment. And he's, he's all, you know, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let's do that. Let's do that. I just got to take her home and, you know, get some stuff. And as soon as he went home, he moved his entire family to another state. Yeah. Um, are you familiar? Are, are different states I'm not more? familiar with that. I'm not familiar with that particular case. But it, we have absolutely come to that in, in uh, uh, there are other families who've done the same thing. Um, we have definitely come to that in some parts of the country where, in which uh, you really need to uh, simply get, you need to remove the child from the cult, mm-hmm. basically, because mm-hmm. we're dealing with uh, a cult, yeah. But the problem with this cult is it's mainstream. And so, like, if you're a parent yes. and you have your kid that's, that's telling you this, right, mm-hmm. it, the, the danger is where do you bring them? Because uh, a lot of the, the psychological associations, they're yeah. going to be very supportive of such things, and they're going to be uh, opponents to parents that would want to prevent that. So what does a parent do when, when their kid uh, begins to identify this, this, this struggle? Yes. Um, well, obviously, the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the best case is you know, an ounce of prevention. So mm-hmm. uh, ideally, as, as I said... Um, if you can, I think I said it on the, on the previous show, um, if you can homeschool, if you have young children and you can homeschool, homeschool. Um, if you're at the point, the point at which your child is um, already struggling with this, um, I do encourage parents to try to find um, Christian or Catholic uh, counselors in their area, mm-hmm. and to interview them by over the phone. For you don't have to identify yourself, but to interview the therapist over the phone first, and and just ask them, um, or just say, you know, uh, I need to. I, I'm calling. I need to know how you view um, gender dysphoria in, uh, and then maybe say the, the age of your child. Mm-hmm. Um, and how would how you know? And if they say, "Oh, it's inborn," yeah, no, that can't change. Um, you know, you can't trust them. Uh, the The bottom line is that there are many counselors and therapists who are willing to work with parents to explore. You know, um, they might say, "Oh, because of the law, there are twenty nine states that say uh, call." true talk therapy, conversion therapy, and ban it. Hmm. But even in those states, the counselors, uh, good Christian Catholic counselors or even non-Christian counselors, understand that you can still help a child explore their their underlying depression, their underlying anxiety, um, and other issues without... Uh, saying, oh, we're working to change 
we, we're trying to get you to embrace your body. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. In other words, counselors, good counselors and good therapists are still out there, and they realize what's going on. Um, the trick is finding them. Right, yeah, and I, I imagine they, they have to be kind of shielded, too, because um, yeah, there's a lot they, of danger they have, that they, they have, have to... They have to have the courage. Yeah, they have to have the courage to do the right thing. But, again, they're not... They're, they, these laws... I mean, on the plus side, there, there is a legal case in Florida which, in which um, therapists sued uh, Tampa... I think it was Tampa, the county of Tampa, Tampa and won. They won their right to treat children with unwanted uh, sex, uh, homosexuality and un, and or unwanted transgender belief. Mm. They they won against the um, conver- the conversion therapy ban, and that case, I believe, is working its way up to the Supreme Court. So there is hope. Mm. Uh, of course, it's, it's not. But in the meantime, uh, counselors need to know the, these laws are not constitutional. You have a right to first do no harm and to um, work with these children and teens to treat their underlying distress. You can treat the distress without lying to them about their bodies. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, you know. So, um, and I do have, on the American College of Pediatricians uh, website, there there is an option, uh, there is a way to find, uh, there's a link for find a therapist. Mm. And um, that gives advice about how to um, how to interview local counselors. Um, it gives, does give some parents some advice. Um, they can also contact us on the, the website. If you go to bestforchildren.org, bestforchildren.org, um, there is a way to contact us on that website if, um, if you're looking for some, um, for that. We're looking at it right now. Guidance, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a very well done website, Dr. Cotella, and we just highly encourage our listeners to, you know, check it out. Even if you don't have anyone that is in your family or a circle of friends that are, are going through this, just to understand um, the onslaught that is uh, coming you know, on our children, our gifts from God, you know, every single one of us as beloved yeah. daughters and sons of God. There's also another book that, I mean, I don't think I have this on our, I, I will need to add it. I'll need to have it added to our website resources. Um, Maria Kessler is the author. And um, let's see, I think it's called um, Desist. Actually, it might be detox, desist, detransition. Detox, desist, detransition. Uh, Maria Kessler. It's it's a it's a new book, recent uh, recently released. It is available online in PDF, I believe, for about eight dollars. And Maria Kessler is an educational psychologist. Um, and she has been in this battle uh, for probably as long as I have, I think since 2016. And um, this book is a great uh, resource for parents who are trying to help their children out of this cult. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is an excellent resource. 
So, you know, as a pediatrician, Dr. Cortella, um, we just have a couple minutes here before we're going to have to take a quick break again. But um, I'd like to start the the conversation. Uh, You know, we kind of talked about, you know, the the best thing is an ounce of prevention. You had mentioned. And so as a pediatrician, what sort of recommendations do you have for parents that want to, in a a sense, inoculate their kids from this this? this force that's coming at them because there's, we've discussed it. There's, there's stuff internal that makes kids receptive to this. There's external forces and propaganda and, you know, just kind of the, the, the wisdom of the day, so to speak, that, that makes it very confusing. How do you, what sort of recommendations do you have for parents in terms of, of, you know, preventing their kids from falling for this? Right. Right. I mean, you know, it's always the the basics, the basics don't go away. So, Number one, make sure you're nurturing your marriage. Uh, be on the same page. Husbands and moms and dads have to be on the same page uh, with this. Be aware of the dangers that kids are facing these days. Um, nurture your marriage because a strong marriage is uh, so critically important to the the physical, emotional, and cognitive development of, of, uh, of children. Um, I'm going to recommend... Um, Two books for uh, families with young kids, I Don't Have to Choose, I Don't Have to Choose by Ellie Clip, and for the preteens and young teens, also by Ellie Clip, Choosing, Choosing. They're available on Amazon.com, and they are excellent for parents to read with their children to broach this issue and educate those age ranges about the truth on uh, regarding transgender. And uh, you just, as parents, authority, you know, loving, firm, loving parenting style, always affirming our kids for the sons they are or the daughters they are, mm-hmm. right? They do not have to, if, if, if we have sons or daughters who break sex stereotypes, make sure they, they understand Oh, you're a girl who loves to climb trees and good in sports. Yeah, you're you're, you're a girl. You're still a girl, and I love you. This is the kind of daughter you, you and I love. Son who loves to be in the kitchen cooking or whatnot. Okay, you're a boy who loves to cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. that. It, it sounds stupid. You know, it, it sounds ridiculous, no. but that's it's truly some of it is is that simple. And be sure to to help our kids root their ident- identity. Be proud of of their bodies, their, their sex. I'm a girl, I'm a girl and I'm important because my identity is uh, as a girl is in Christ and Mm -hmm. and focus on character, right? Character and virtue. And the same thing for boys. Right. No. Yeah. That's where I'll give a plug for another book. (laughs) As a boy, uh, you know, and, and I'm a, what does it mean to be a young boy in Christ or a young woman in Christ, a young man in Christ? And that's, you know, as Catholic parents, it's it's the basics. Do not lose sight of the basics. Pray daily as a family. Sure. Um, and Dr. Curatella, we're going to have to go on another break, but to sure. sum up the, those last um, points that you made uh, to our listeners, there is... There are books, but there is a program out there, and it's called Theology of the Body, and yes. the great St. Paul, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 
St. John, John, John Paul II, yeah. the great is yeah. what I wanted yep. to say. Um, he Thank came you. up with yeah. this wonderful, wonderful program. And so it is available out there to you. Uh, most Catholic schools use it. But, um, you know, we got to go on a break. But um, Theology of the Body, yep. that would really Absolutely. help your parenting as well. So we'll be back with Dr. Cortella in just a couple minutes to put a bow on this conversation. So stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it on Monday at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference will help you learn how to take faith principles and integrate them into the workplace. This year's featured speaker is Super Bowl champion and former Minnesota Viking, Matt Burke. Join us on Thursday, August 19th at the Convention Center in Sioux Falls. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. Real Presence Radio, and I am putting a plug in for Real Presence Radio. Dr. Glickstein had mentioned there was this new radio, and I started listening to it. I became totally addicted. I can remember sitting in the parking lot of Walmart didn't want to turn it off. Real Presence Radio gives us the gift not only of instructing the, us in the faith, but also giving us the gift of expressing generosity right. and charity. And in that very thing, our hearts are, are enlivened. Right. Yep. The reason why God calls us to give is not so much necessarily because He needs it, but because we need to give. We need to grow in the virtue of generosity because the danger for us is that we'll get trapped by wealth. The reason why he calls us, whether it be the, the moral teaching of the church or the, you know, the, the finances, the, all of those things are about our freedom because we're just scared to trust God that much. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson, and I'm joined by Brad Gray. Uh, we've had a, a very interesting and uh, troubling conversation, but we're so grateful to have Dr. Michelle Critella. Uh, bring some wisdom and guidance uh, to the the battle of this gender discussion. Um, Dr. Critella is the executive director of the Best for Children, um, and she's also a pediatrician with the American College of Pediatricians. So, Dr. Catella, um, when we were on break, we were discussing how we really want to um, talk to our listeners about what are the permanent harms that can happen to our children going down this road. Right. So the most important one, of course, is permanent sterility. Mm. Um, the 
children who are who um, are go to physicians are put on the puberty blockers and the cross sex hormones will be permanently sterilized. Um, and what many parents may not realize is that it's not just drugs, but surgery. Thirteen um, year old girls are being um, referred for double mastectomies. Thirteen year old girls mm. who believe they are boys mm. are having their breasts cut off. You cannot get your breasts back. Um, sixteen year old, some sixteen year old girls are actually um, having total hysterectomies. Uh, with the re- total hysterectomies, removal of, of the ovaries. Um, boys at the ages 16 and 17 uh, being cast- surgically castrated. Um, age 17 having penises mutilated and and having a... a uh, you cannot have a true vagina if you are male. Mm-hmm. So they mutilate the penis and and uh, the boy's pelvic area to create a pouch that uh, so that then requires continuous uh, daily dilation. I, I mean, this I, this is a difficult, as you said, a difficult topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what we are doing to our kids is just it's beyond insane. It's mm-hmm. truly evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and if, it's not just the surgeries, the, uh, the psychological and emotional well, the aspects. But physical, there's physical harm mm-hmm. we're, that we're recognizing now because um, more and more around the world, young young adults who went through with the drugs and surgeries as teenagers are waking up mm-hmm. and realizing you can't opt out of your sex. Right, and so they are detransitioning. So young women who now realize, okay, I, I was always a girl. I was I was always female. I was born female, and there's nothing. But because of the testosterone, because of the pills that they took, have a permanent five o'clock shadow. Have mm. a permanent Adam's a huge Adam's apple. A permanent deep voice. Um, they've got no breasts. They are infertile, mm. and some have come right out and said, I am far worse off now than right. I was ever because I know I'm not a man, and now I don't even look or sound like a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't um, there the case of Kira Bell in the UK? Yes, um, in the UK. She is one of those who fought in the courts and, and in the UK. She, Because of her case... Um, she succeeded in getting the, the um, procedures banned in those 16 and under. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a step in the right direction. Are there currently any restrictions in the United States on, on such surgeries, or what, what's the status right now? Well, for any other surgery, you would not be, a child would not be able to obtain it unless they were 18 or older. Mm. But for transgender surgeries, um, the rules are bent. Uh, so currently, there are no laws uh, banning transgender surgeries. I think now with the there may be one exception. I believe it was. I think the state of Arkansas mm. um, successfully passed a bill banning 
uh, transgender treatments in minors, banning both the drugs and the surgery. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure that a lawsuit was filed uh, um, to prevent the law. To, 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 to stop to prevent yeah. the law. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to put the law on hold. That's uh, not shocking. Um, yeah. Right. So that's that's where we are. So, well, yeah. I have another question because a lot of the problems and issues in the world, you can just say, follow the money. <laughs> what kind, yeah. uh, I mean, you look at Planned Parenthood and the uh, just the incredible amount of money that they make off of um, aborting our children uh, in the, the guise of women's health care. You know, what, what organization, you know, like... Um, so, so actually, Planned Parenthood, <laughs> Planned Parenthood is um, one of the leading providers of uh, blockers and cross-sex hormones. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, so they that's a, it's, a, it's a new cash cow for them. But you're talking big pharma and certainly hospital systems and physician, you know, physicians uh, all benefit monetarily for this. Um, And sadly, not surprisingly, um, but sadly, the same billionaires who finance the abortion industry are also financing um, the transgender movement, uh, both in society at large and within medicine in particular. Jennifer Pritzker is one billionaire uh, out in Illinois who is a male, um, you know, uh, so, so a man who goes goes as a female mm-hmm. um, billionaire has invested in uh, not only the transgender movement in general, but specifically in uh, children's hospitals and gender clinics. Um, Similarly, they are they are influencing uh, what med school medical schools teach. Uh, yeah, we need to do some a lot of rosaries. Yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah. Of rosaries. you know, I mean, just so the LGBT movement, right? We we're not angry or upset at those who are. Uh, victims of the movement, but mm-hmm. the movement, the LGBT movement, promoting the lies, it, it, it's financed and put forth by the same people who finance and put forth abortion and euthanasia, etc. Uh, why? Because it's it's all about death. And, well, using, yeah, it, it's, it's using death. people as commodities and not yeah, recognizing their dignity as a human mm-hmm. person. So we right. really, really, like you said, a lot of rosaries. We need to be praying for their conversions. I mean, we have our very own evangelist, you know, Saul to Paul, who is an incredible, incredible saint in our history. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we need, we do need to call out the prayer warriors to pray for those that are deceiving our young people. And, right. um, and we do also need to pray for the physicians and their courage and the teachers mm-hmm. and their courage and yeah. uh, to stand up for our children. Um, but as parents and grandparents and, and faith communities, um, we need to, to, to love all those victims um, and those that have been swayed, right. you know, in, right. in, um, in the, I mean, ignorance is a, a, a really 
a good tool for those who want to sway right. and, and deceive. Right. And so right. we need to do our best to educate. And we thank you so much yeah. for bringing your knowledge uh, and and witness to the issue that's going right. on. Dr. Cortella, we have just about a minute left. Is, are there any final thoughts that you wanted to offer? Um, thank you. I, I would say please do visit our website. There's a lot more there than just uh, transgender. Um, bestforchildren.org. So we are the American College of Pediatricians, but you can easily get to our website by plugging in bestforchildren.org. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we, I want to thank you for, um, for what you're doing and what the American College of Pediatricians is doing to really enter into this combat. I can only imagine that you've received a lot of hostility and venom thrown your way over the years of, of engaging in this battle because it's, it's not one that people, uh, that the other side takes, you know, ca- casually. Correct. Um, mm. So it's, I, I have no doubt that it, it comes at a cost for you to, to really be a, a pioneer in terms of defending the, the dignity of our creation as male and female. So thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. I mean, you. you know, all to the glory of God. Yeah, yeah, and this being the feast of St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, <laughs> that's, uh, that's right. you know, yes. understand our role and um, join it with her yeah. and offer it up. Yeah. Well, Dr. Cotella, yeah. thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh, it's, it's been a real treat to have the conversation with you, even if it's not a, over nice and easy right. things. But, yeah. <laughs> but we're grateful for your wisdom in all of it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm grateful for you all having the, the courage to uh, take this on and, and educate as many people as, as you can. Yeah. As you say, all for the glory of God. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, well, stay where you are because we'll be back to hear about which priest is being honored this week. So we'll be right back after the break. 